Welcome to Thoughts Off the Stem. <laughs> I'm Justin Baroni, and today we're smoking in the bong and in the joint. We are smoking Wagner's Blue Lime Pie. First time I smoked it, I was having an allergic reaction, so I figured it did. Well, I felt like it didn't taste like blue lime or pie. <laughs> However. After smoking it a day later, when all my allergy things from the cats had calmed down, from the cat had calmed down, I smoked it, and sure enough, when you exhale, you get a little flavor of lime. It's really nice, actually, and I'm not a lime guy. So, in that one, this one is 22.7% with 0.8% CBD, so 22.7% THC, 0.8% uh, um, CBD. It is a hybrid, uh, indica leaning hybrid. It definitely smokes a bit like an indica. Um, yeah, cause if you're ready to go to bed after you smoke it, you're ready to go to bed. Like it's a nice, good sleep. I've been drinking a lot of those yuzu orange drinks too. Uh, I was going to have one for this podcast, but I drank it last night while I ate some sours. <laughs> it was a nice, the combination of the two was a really nice body buzz. And then we've also got the Yocam pen loaded up with some White Widow Shatter um, from Shatterizer. Still the same stuff. It's still that one gram. I still have the majority of it left. It's amazing how long this stuff lasts because it's really nice and strong and intense. Um, and it doesn't really, uh, you don't need to use a lot of it to get high, even though it's only like 69% THC. It's really nice. Um, so yeah, so we've been smoking that a lot. And like I said last time or the time before in the session episode, I think uh, it's really nice when you put a little bit of shatter in and then you put some hash in the Yocam pen, dude, let me tell you, I talked to a customer about it. He loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um, so that's what we're smoking today. I hope you're having a good week. Uh, thank you for joining me, Justin Baroni, on your Friday at 4.20 p.m. to start your weekend off right. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm a little excited because I actually got some like solid sleep this week. It was pretty awesome. Oh, I should get my ashtray out here. There we go. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Let's hit the Yocam pen to start it off. Cheers to your weekend. Like I said, uh, thank you for joining me. I hope your week's been going good. I hope life's treating you right. And uh, I hope you're ready to enjoy the weekend, baby. So here goes the Yocam pen. I just charged it and loaded it up. So it's pretty solid and ready to go. the more that I smoke it it gets a little harsh but I have a feeling because one of the terps in it is from like cedar and instead of getting that pinene it's I forget what the terp is called but basically it's a little bit of a harsher hit so if you take smaller hits you don't get that big hack that I just did <laughs> but if you take big long hits you do that's what we found out as I've been smoking it over the past week and a half and like I said I have quite a bit of that shatter left so it should last a while I would think. I hope, anyway. It's not expensive. It's less than 50 bucks. Okay, I got a beef this week, man. I've been seeing a lot of these fucking ads on uh, Instagram, and they've been coming at me pretty hard. They're about these t-shirts that, like, I can't remember the name of them, and I don't really want to say the name of them because I find, I believe, that they're just making people fucking lazy, okay? <laughs> they're t-shirts for 
fat guys or really small guys. Because basically what these shirts do is they emphasize your shoulders, your arms, and your chest. While, however they're cut, they're concealing your belly. I don't like this. <laughs> I hate that I'm getting ads for it. Because quite honestly, if I'm getting ads for that, that means one of two things. Either Instagram thinks that I'm fat <laughs> and I need to conceal my gut. Or <laughs> they just think that I need a new t-shirt. I'm inclined to go with they think I'm fat and I need to hide my gut. Here's the problem I have with these fucking t-shirts. They keep fat guys fat and they keep skinny guys skinny. Why? Because they make you look like you don't look like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay? So if you're, if all these, they have a bunch of guys that are really heavy showing off these fucking things. Okay? They hug your arms so it looks like you have ripped ass arms. They contour your shoulders and your neck as if like you're the rock. They make you look like the rock from the tits up. <laughs> I, uh, it makes me so goddamn mad, dude. You don't want to put any effort into anything. You just want something to conceal what your lazy ass has already done. Side note, <laughs> if you're easily offended, you may want to not watch this video. Because <laughs> apparently I'm very passionate about this and I don't like it. And I don't like it for the simple fact that I've been that fat guy. Okay, I get the fact that you want to find a shirt that makes you look good, but you know what makes you look good? Working your lazy ass out. That's what makes you look fucking good. Okay, that's the only thing that makes you look good because as soon as you take that shirt off, guess what? You're looking at the same old. That's what I'm saying. You cannot rely on a shirt to make you look good. Sure, you feel better, but it's just promoting your own laziness. <laughs> Drives me fucking crazy, man. <laughs> I hate stuff that makes it. I hate products that circumvent effort. It's not cool, dude. Stop trying to circumvent effort. You have to put effort into the shit that you want to get. If you don't put in effort, you're not going to get it. And covering it up and making it look like you've achieved something that you haven't achieved is even worse. Because you know why? No one on the outside gives a shit. Okay? But it's going to wreak fucking havoc on your brain. Because you're going to think, I'm the shit. And then when you're not the shit... It's gonna, you're gonna be like, what the fuck happened here? Well, it's because you didn't put in the fucking work. And these t-shirts are like the definition of that. Because if you're a big dude, you can put on this shirt and it hides your belly. I don't know how they do it. It's like a magic shirt, <laughs> okay? But it hides your belly and it makes you look like you're stacked, all right? If you're a little guy who, like, if you're really thin and it emphasizes your, your again, it emphasizes from the tits up. Okay, it emphasizes those areas for you. So if you if you are a little guy and you want to look big, you can put on one of these shirts and you look like you're ripped. Same thing with the big dude. I get the point of the shirt. The shirt is to be a good fit and make you look proper. I understand that. But <laughs> you have to take a minute and be like, what am I really promoting here? I'm promoting fat guys having an unhealthy lifestyle and little guys thinking that they're jack dudes. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass. <laughs> but it does. It dry, and Honestly, it drives me a little bit crazy. Because as a bigger guy, like I've said before in this podcast, I've been 250 pounds of pure fat. Okay? Just a big, giant blob of human. Okay? And I got in shape. It took me years to get back in shape. I've lost it now because I've gotten lazy. And yes, those shirts attract me because I'm like, oh, they'll emphasize all my good parts and I'll look really good and I won't have to work out. But again, like I said, when you take that shirt off 
and you're standing there looking at yourself in the mirror before or after you get out of the shower, when you're changing your room, whatever the time may be, <laughs> you still have to look at Gut McGee, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And I don't like the fact that you should, that, that the shirts allow you to, or help you, promote you to think positively about kind of a negative thing. I get it. You want to look good. But to look good, you got to try to look good. And that means you have to put physical effort into making your physical body look the way you want it to look without that fucking t-shirt. Okay? <laughs> it's promoting, I think, and that there's a lot of products. This one's just popped up a lot in the last week. But it's promoting laziness, man. You, All the stuff that we do now as people is try to promote ourselves or try to get ourselves to the finish line without running the fucking race. That's what I'm saying. What we're trying to do is get past all the hurdles versus trying to work through the hurdles or jump over the hurdles to get there. Because you have to learn how high to jump to fucking hurdle stuff, <laughs> right? So you learn by trial and error. If you don't have that learning by trial and error, you become the guy sitting on his couch watching this t-shirt ad being like, oh, dude, that's the shirt I need. And then you get it. And then you're like, oh, man, I look awesome. But you're still unhappy about yourself. It doesn't change how you view you. It just changes how you feel you're viewed by other people. Does that not make sense? It, I hate it, man. <clears throat> okay, I'll stop because it's time for the joint. <laughs> we got to start up. So this is what Blue Line Pie does. It gets me all amped up. And overexcited about stupid shit, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I hope you're having a good week. I hope everything's going well. I hope you're lighting your joints and smoking your joints. You know what? This is one of the weeds, <laughs> one of the strains that's better in a joint. It's really tasty in a joint. I don't know if it tastes like pie, but I could definitely get the limey flavor. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty delicious. Although it's burning funny, I don't know why. But yeah, I don't know why as like a society, we're getting to the point where we just want everything to be handed to us. We want to get the rewards that we think we deserve without actually putting in the effort. But without putting in the effort, you can't really truly get the reward that you that comes from that effort, right? You know what I'm saying? It's the same with fucking driving and shit like there's so many people on the road now i know this is a flip but i'm getting there <laughs> you know there's so many people on the fucking road now that like people have lost etiquette that's what it is we've just lost our sense of etiquette when dealing with each other i don't know if anybody else has noticed this but like my car now has four fucking dings dents and scrapes across the one side of it because in parking lots people are parking like right side by side and not taking any care when opening the door. They're just firing that fucker open right into the next guy's thing. Like what happened to the day where you did something like that? You left a note on the person's car and said, look, I'm sorry. I did that. I'm a fucking twat. <laughs> you know, like I, here's my number. Call me and I'll get it fixed for you. That kind of thing. That doesn't happen anymore. Everybody does shit and they just, they're either one, not paying attention to what the fuck is going on around them or other people. And two, they're just, they just don't get, like, they don't give a shit. Or we've become such a, like, degraded society that we're at the point where no one can take the chance to admit to their mistake 
because it plays on their head in two ways. One, their head and their mental frame of mind. And two, like their pocket. Because nobody has money anymore, man. <laughs> We've worked ourselves into a fucking hole. And, and we're careless. <laughs> like, our society is getting like way more careless and way less concerned with interpersonal interaction than they are with... Oh, fuck, I totally forgot my train of thought. Dude, this weed is excellent. It's compounding on itself. And the shatter just hit. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. Society and our breakdown and our total demise of human interaction. <laughs> Happy Friday, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, we've got to this point where we just do not give a shit about our fellow man. We talk to each other rudely. We walk in front of each other like we cut each other off to get to where we need to be because we're so focused on us because all of our, you know, circumstances in the last few years have been like sort of a, um, you know, save yourself situation. Make sure you're good. Don't worry about anybody else. And it's like compounding the fact that before COVID, before the shutdown of society, essentially, we were starting to drift to a spot where it was more important to get what you wanted than to create a sense of unity, right? And, and, have, uh, and have a sense of uh, respect for other people. Now, with COVID and the way that that all unfolded and, it's, and has been and is playing out, it's like emphasize that need to stay stuck on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I get out of my car, Okay, and I'm wearing my frumpy old t-shirt and my guts hanging out. <laughs> I always, my kids, because it's a two-door car, okay, and they all have to fit in the car. There's three of them, but when I get out, I always hold the side of the driver's side door so that if I do accidentally bump the other car, it's just pinching my hand versus hitting the car, okay? I tell my kids, don't open the door too far, be careful, blah, blah, and I make them hold the door for each other so that they're not hitting other cars. My car in a month has got four fucking dents. <laughs> no respect. <laughs> I feel like Rodney Dangerfield. Nobody gives a shit about people anymore, man. We need to work on that. And the way to work on that is putting in the effort. <laughs> it's not buying t-shirts that make you look like the Incredible Hulk when you look like Jabba the fucking Hutt. Okay? <laughs> That's all I'm fucking saying. <laughs> we got to get our shit together. We got to come back together as people, have open, normal, regular conversations, have a certain level of respect for one another, and pay attention to other people's things, how they feel, what they want, what they expect. See if you can help somebody out. Do something for someone else. Stop just going through life tunnel visioned on what your wants and needs are. Because if you start to branch out from your wants and needs, your wants and needs will get taken care of. Things will work out. Why? Because Oddly, the universe has a weird-ass way <laughs> of making that shit work in your favor. And I can tell you all of these things from personal experience. I was the guy looking for the fucking t-shirt that made me look better than I looked. Okay? After realizing that the t-shirt was great, but I still, if I wanted to date somebody and take my shirt off, had to look a certain way because that's how I wanted to look and how what would make me feel better. So I put in the years of working out to get to that point. I'm not saying that you have to do this. I'm just saying that if you want results from something, you have to put in the effort. You can't just slouch back and be like, oh, I don't know what to do, and then cover it up with a band-aid. Okay? The door thing, 
I've had that situation happen by accident where I dinged somebody's door. And you know what I did? I found that person and I fucking paid for their dent. <laughs> okay? That's what I'm talking about. I had another woman with a few kids when I was like young, young. This is what I used to do. If you dented my car, I would... Okay, so this one... Quick story. <laughs> so this one time I pulled into a Blockbuster. So you know how long, how long, how long ago this was. I pulled into a Blockbuster. I, a car pulls in beside me. My girlfriend and I are going to get out of the car. As we're about to get out, the other car decides they get out first. So they open all their doors. The kid smacks their door into my door. The mom turns and goes, oh, did you hit that car? Kid goes, yes. The mom goes, oh, okay, don't worry about it. Closes the door and walks into the store. I was like, you kidding me? I'm in the car. I watched it happen. She must have not noticed. So I follow her into Blockbuster. I walk up to her. I go, excuse me. She doesn't acknowledge me. I'm like... Not even, you know, like I'm a foot away from her. I'm not far. <laughs> and I'm clearly talking to her. Excuse me. She goes all the way around the blockbuster and just flat out ignores me and won't respond. What kind of fucked up behavior is that? Okay. So I get out to the car and I go, well, if you're going to dent my car, I'm going to dent your car. So I took my car door and I put it into the side of her car door and I just pushed on it. So it dented in her door and it didn't do anything to my door. That's the kind of asshole I was. I learned from that mistake because I felt really bad. But that's where the breakdown happens. When we start to think to ourselves, oh shit, that person's acting like an asshole. So I'm going to respond in kind and act like an asshole. We, including myself, because I was talking to my daughter about this yesterday, have to reflect on our own behavior and decide whether or not being the asshole is the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, you have to take a second, and instead of when somebody's being an asshole to you, if you respond, at, at, you look just as bad, is what I'm saying. So sometimes we have to take the higher road and not get in that frame of mind and be the nicer person. That's what I'm saying. I've done that from experience. I've learned that, sorry, from experience. And that's all I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to do any of these things, but it would make a much better interaction to human society and the community around you if you started adapting some of those ways of thinking. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, cheers. I hope you're enjoying the sesh. I hope you're enjoying your joints. And it's time for the ganja gong. So in the spirit of my little talk about, you know, sharing with others and trying to help community and build it and being on the offering end instead of the taking end of things. These weed facts this week are growing facts. The, I guess, beginning most important things to know about growing. Okay? So these weed facts this week you can find on tots420.com under weed facts in the menu. Uh, these are from uh, gardencalendar.ca. Uh, how to grow cannabis like a pro, step by uh, step by step guide. So these are the five sort of points that I thought were the most prevalent if you're trying to if you're doing it for the first time and you just want to know how to start. Okay. So fact number one. These, this is the environment that you should choose. You can choose from a bunch of different things. Here we go. So you can use an open room, a cabinet, a closet, a grow tent, or, or anything similar to that that's suitable 
uh, that's suitable to box in your environment. You could do space buckets where you cut the hole in a bunch of uh, like Home Depot paint buckets, the five liter pails, and you stack them on top of each other. You can grow one thing. Look it up on Reddit. It's awesome. All right. You need to make sure this is a sub part of part one. Part 1A or Weed Fact 1A. <laughs> okay. Um, make sure that you've got good air circulation because it's very important to the plants. Uh, a street, uh, you also may want to put a, a fan in the room or a fan in your space buckets if you can to keep the air circulating so it doesn't go stale. Um, yeah, and that's always, that's, those are like the first couple things you need to consider when you're looking, when you're starting your grow. Okay. So avoid carpets, drapes, or raw wood because they'll absorb, absorb, <laughs> absorb moisture. And, uh, yeah, you can, you can get some funky shit happening with that. Um, make sure that your grow room can be light sealed and so that the plants are only exposed to grow lights. Um, yeah, because you don't want in the, in the, in the dark time and the nighttime for them, you don't want any light seeping in whatsoever. So yeah, make sure that, make sure you can do that and then pay attention to the temperature. Best idea is probably to grab a little thermometer or whatever and make sure, thermometer, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Get a little temperature gauge, put it in the room so that you know what the, what to maintain the temperature at. All right. Weed fact number two, grow light, uh, grow lights. So what lights should you choose? Simple LED grow lights. They're more expensive, I think. Here, I'll let this thing explain it. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to tell you something I don't know. Who am I talking about? I'm lying to you. Okay, here we go. Weed fact number two: Why uh, LED grow lights are the best choice. So the LED LED light ugh, the LED light emitting diode lights are proven to be the best option for marijuana growers. LED lights are highly efficient, require less electricity, create uh, much less heat, and contain more wavele wavelengths across the light spectrum, which leads to better quality plants. And uh, they're more expensive than the fluorescent and the HID grow lights, but they do have an increased lifespan. Their light is healthier for the plants since they produce limited harmful wavelengths and they produce a full spectrum of light. Yeah, and they're 100% recyclable. So all around, they're they're better than the old school old school ones. But like again, it depends on how much money you have. But if you're gonna do it, these are the things to consider. Weed fact number three: you gotta know when to harvest once you've done all this, right? So time timely harvesting and proper drying are as important as the whole growing process. Cannabis plants are ready to harvest when. Uh, tiny crystals appear around the flowers. The plants have an intense smell. The flowers are sticky. The pistils change their color from white to red or brown. 60 to 70% of the white hairs curl in and a few larger leaves turn yellow. So that's how to know when you're ready to harvest. Weed fact number four. To harvest your plants, use a sturdy pair of scissors and cut the plant down from the root ball. So right at like, right where the soil is. Um... Or you could pull out the roots, I'm sure. Unless you wanna, unless you want to clone it, then you just gotta trim it. But that's a different story. I'll look that up later. <laughs> okay, so uh, then trim away the extra leaves and hang up your buds to dry. Oh wait, sorry, I missed a step. So to harvest your plants, use a sturdy pair of scissors and cut the plant down from the root ball. Oh yeah, then trim away the extra leaves and hang up your buds to dry. Drying should take a week or two, depending on the humidity and the heat. For your buds to dry slowly, a humidity of 50% and a temperature around 70 degrees achieves the best results. So there you go. Step number five, or weed fact number five. 
the growing process, I guess. Once the small branches snap and the outside of the flowers feel dry, I think I got a hair in my head. <laughs> once the small branches snap, weed fact number five. Once the once the small branches snap and the outside of the flowers feel dry, the buds are ready for curing in jars. Use opaque jars and choose the same temperature for the curing phase, but with humidity of uh, keep them and oh my god. Choose the same temperature for the curing phase, but with a humidity of 60% instead of 50%. Make sure you open the jars daily for a period of one to three weeks. It can take up to eight weeks for your marijuana to cure. So what they mean by opening them is burping. So when you put it in, you open it a little bit, you burp it, so some air changes, and then you pop the lid back on. You don't have to leave it off for like hours. That's a bad idea. But yeah, I'm hoping to try and grow. But again, see, that's where the fucking marijuana plant, it comes into play really nicely, is that you have to put in effort. You don't even have to put in a lot of effort. You just have to put in a lot of attention and a little bit of effort, and you can have a good solid weed plant. That's like life. Put in a little bit of attention, <laughs> or put in, put, add some attention with a little bit, this is your recipe for happy, <laughs> a little bit of, uh, a little bit of attention. And a little bit of effort makes everything better. And it and it provides you with like end results that make you feel good. And that's what we're all after, really, is to feel good and have a good time, right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So in an effort to have a good time and start your Friday off right, I have got some do for real facts that might blow your mind. That's right. This week, for the dude for real facts, I picked some more facts that you didn't know. Things that, I don't know, I just thought these were funny, I guess. I was going to try and come up with something snappy to say, but fuck it. I just thought these were funny facts that you didn't know that I think are kind of crazy. I don't know if you know these, but these these dude for real facts you can find on tots420.com in the menu under dude for real. And they are from thefactsite.com. 200 OMG facts you didn't know. So, dude, for real fact number one, did you know that chewing gum boosts mental proficiency and is considered a better test, a better test aid than can than caffeine than caffeine? <laughs> Nobody knows why, but it is. So if you chew gum while you're doing a test, apparently your brain functions better. Who knew? <laughs> dude, for real fact number two, if you point your car keys, if you have a remote starter thing or like a unlock dealy, right? If you point your car keys to your head, it increases the remote signal range. Yup. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. I'm too afraid to point an electronic device directly at my brain. But this is what they say. <laughs> if you do that, uh, this works by using your brain to act as a radio transmitter. So the, elect the electrical, I don't know, I'm making shit up. I'm reading that, but I'm. this is made up right here. It, your brain's... Radioelectric waves helps move the signal farther to the car. However, how far is your car and how far away do you have to be? Next time you're at the mall, walk outside. As soon as you get out the doors, if your car is at the back of the parking lot, click it and see if you can see it go off when you're like oh, 200 yards away or 100 yards away. Because <laughs> I feel like the range is still limited. <laughs> do for real fact number four. There's very little evidence. Oh, sorry. This is for the Americans. And like, dudes. 
check this shit out. <laughs> okay, I didn't say this. I'm reading this. <laughs> There's very little evidence. Where is it? There's very little evidence the TSA has ever stopped a terrorist of or found a real bomb. When tested, they failed to find the fake weapons and bombs 95% of the time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of you, but... That's nuts. <laughs> also makes a lot of sense. Alright. Do for real fact number five. In 1992, a shipping crate containing 28,000 rubber duckies fell overboard. They washed up around the world for the next 20 years. <laughs> That's a new meaning to the whole rubber ducky song. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> oh, man. Well, those are the do for real th facts, the weed facts. My thoughts on how society is moving, I guess. <laughs> I'm really, really high right now. I hope you're high. I hope you enjoyed the sesh. Those are my thoughts off the stem. I hope you come back next week at 4.20 p.m. with me, Justin Peroni, on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get a podcast, YouTube, Good Pods, Podchaser. <laughs> it's out there. And check out Tots420.com for some hoodies, some hats. I got new merch coming soon. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be in a little bit because it's pretty awesome. So, well. Hopefully you'll check it out. Uh, check out the weed facts again in the in the menu under weed facts, <laughs> the do for real facts. And if you want, you can hit me up on email. Uh, just go to tots420.com/contact and you can shoot me an email. Tell me what you think of the show. Leave a comment. You know, do all that fun stuff. Subscribe, like the video, share them with your friends. Help me out. <laughs> help me help you. Help me help you. <laughs> I'm just playing around. I hope you have a good weekend. I hope you have a good next week. And until next time, keep your lids low, baby.